Welcome to Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. I'm Greg. And I'm Erin. We've been married for 31 years. We're marriage counselors, and we lead the marriage team here at Focus on the Family. So Merry Christmas. Yeah. We just wanted to say a quick thank you to all of our listeners. You guys are the reason we're here, and we're so thankful to be able to spend Christmas with you. Christmas. We love Christmas. We do. And this episode is all about the holiday season. Yeah. As Aaron said, we love the Christmas season. Man, there's so many fun experiences that we've had over Christmas. I remember one of the most memorable is when we had our our oldest daughter, Taylor, when she was one. So kind of her Mm -hmm. very first Christmas, you and I didn't coordinate. We didn't really talk. We just kept buying stuff. And remember when we, Christmas Eve, kind of moved it all under the tree, we were horrified, embarrassed at the Mm -hmm. sheer amount a presence. Oh, the sheer that volume. It, it was ridiculous. Won. We yeah. had to what would she like, care? put them away yeah. because there were too many. We could have given her like fruit snacks and that's all she would yeah. have even cared about. Or I just saw today actually a memory popped up on my phone and it was when we cut our Christmas tree down. And I can clearly remember telling our son, he was about 12, to um, maybe wear pants yeah. when we go to do this, but he's like, no, yeah. it's not going to be. It's cold in the mountains. It's not going to be cold. There won't be any snow. Yeah. So today you the picture anything, popped up. Mom. Yeah, yeah, popped up of us with our Christmas tree in Garrison and shorts in like <laughs> snow up to his knees. And you gave him your coat, right? Because he, he didn't even have a coat. His mama's lo- long, thick down coat. Frilly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah he oh, yeah. looked great in the yeah. picture. He did. <laughs> that was funny. Remember trying to get out of this Uh, area that we just cut down the tree, I tried backing out mm -hmm. and and our tires were so bald in this old SUV that we have that we slid down the side and I got Mm -hmm. us totally stuck. Remember that guy Uh in the really nice Ford Raptor Uh F-150 truck had to pull us out. Uh So that's when I first started wanting a Ford F-150 Raptor, thinking, mm-hmm. man, if he could get us out, that thing could do anything. Mm-hmm. So that we've, we said, we've had so many fun times. Remember even in, in when we lived in California, when I was going through my doctoral program, remember that Christmas that, remember we were just sitting there and all of a sudden the ornaments, the lights, everything started mm-hmm. to shake and sway. And I'm like, what is, what is happening to only mm-hmm. realize we were going through an earthquake. Yeah, yeah, that was crazy. <laughs> There's been crazy. Do you so remember we used to drive from Arkansas to Phoenix to be with my parents? Yes, and so long with our young uh, kids. Twenty four hours, and we would stick uh, our little babies in the car and go. And I will never forget. We're driving back home, so we're tired. I think one had an ear infection, was screaming the whole way. That was just me. And (laughs) my mom had purchased Furbies. Yeah. Now, Furbies talk um, spontaneously. Yeah. So in the back of the car was this Furby that would not stop. And all of a sudden, we're driving, and the Furby's just talking. And all of a sudden, Greg pulls the car over, and I'm like, what is he doing? I remember him pull over. We're We're driving along. No, you, I just rolled the window down. But you no, you pulled over to go and get it. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, so you pull the car over. You go to the back. It shut up. This I Furby. know. So he he picks it up and brings it into the front and starts driving. And I'm like, what is he doing? And then all of a sudden he hucks. He throws the Furby into the desert as far as he could. And of course, our sweet little Taylor, who was probably about five, is sobbing out of control because the Furby was no more. No. 
I, I was going to lose my mind. Oh, me Something too. bad was going to happen mm-hmm. if we didn't get rid of totally. that. As a matter totally. of fact, remember here at Focus, mm-hmm. they made us dramatize that uh-huh. that incident. We need to – we'll tell our producer, Katie, to find this video that exists and we'll put it, it in the show link yeah, so you guys can watch. I remember we got, we got ripped apart because they couldn't believe that – um, listeners couldn't believe that you threw the Furby out. It was a matter of protecting my family because something bad was going to happen <laughs> if I didn't get rid of this Furby. Yeah, so don't don't contact us about that. <laughs> it made sense in the moment. And it was really I was just obeying Erin. She was the oh, one that said no, to get rid of the not Furby. Not at all. <laughs> I just sat there stunned. <laughs> well, again, we love reminiscing about Christmas. We've got so many. Other stories uh-huh. from from Christmas, and then we'll talk about some of those later. But we've got some great segments coming up later on. Aaron and I are going to talk through some fun Christmas conversation starters, and we love to to ask each other For these sure. fun questions and how that can strengthen our even. It helps to update our information about each other. We're also going to hear a question from one of our listeners who wants to know, how can she set boundaries with her in-laws and still show kindness to them? Mm. Well, the simple answer is you can't. So we'll <laughs> we'll, we'll go through how to set boundaries, right, oh, with our in-laws. Uh-huh. But first, we had a great conversation with some of our friends here at Focus on the Family about some of their Christmas stories and shared traditions. Let's listen to the conversation we had with Megan, Sandra, and Sterling. Well, Erin, I'll never forget, um, at least in my mind, what was our first Christmas together. We were celebrating with your family. Mm. We were going to church Friday night. And when we got back, there was this massive, it looked like Santa had fallen out of his sleigh and landed on your front porch because there was this massive bag of little gifts. Individually wrapped. And and it was so impressive what your mom did and the time Mm -hmm. and effort that she put into that. But I was honestly so bothered because true Christians celebrate presents and Christmas, Christmas morning, not Christmas Eve. Mm. And it was very bothersome to me. Mm. And I remember that I was, I wasn't sure what to do if this was okay. Yes, of course it was, was okay. that was not my tradition, which is typical. I mean, that's Yeah, a we've part had of, to work through that one. Yeah. And it, now we do a little bit of both we do. 31 years later. We do something Christmas Eve. We do something mm-hmm. Christmas morning. So mm-hmm. um, to the group, what was your first Christmas together like? Well, I can speak for Alex and I because our first Christmas together, married, was last year. So we've only had one. Okay. Uh, So it was very fun to see different families' traditions. So we spent Christmas Day with his family. So this was my first time experiencing Christmas with anyone other than my own family. Um, So there were, I think, two things that were notably different. The first was that their siblings, Alex has three younger siblings, and they do the whole Santa thing right? Which is great. But my family just never did the Santa thing. So it was funny for me to wake up Christmas morning and they have like this little tradition where no one can leave the room or like actually walk into the living room until everyone's awakened together. Because it's like a moment for the kids and they like go all out. They have like footprints on the floor with like powdered sugar to make it look like it's snow. And like the carrots out for the reindeer and the cookies out for Santa. But what's cool about it is they do a little twist on it and the footsteps lead 
to this scroll where his mom has this Santa handwriting that he's, she's kind of crafted. And it's like a note from Santa, but it also directs it to like Christ of like, remember that like the real reason we celebrate is, you know, for Christ's birth, whatever. So it's a cool blend Aww. of the two. Um, well, knowing and, your husband, it, it seems like he would have been on the naughty list you last think so? year. <laughs> so maybe some coal or something. So probably was awkward. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty yeah. uncomfortable to have to look at my husband <laughs> with no gifts. I, it, it, it happens. Was, it was tough. Oh, but you <laughs> held him. I, <laughs> that was his gift. I will give you the gift of affection. Come here. He would love that. He would eat that up. So, yeah. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you're right, though. Blending those traditions, mm-hmm. it's it's different, but it sounds like they do a great job and have a lot of a lot of fun with that. Yeah, for sure. Sandra, what, what about for you and JC? Um, it was pretty interesting our first Christmas because my brother-in-law still lived with us. And so we were like, how do we make this ours? without making him feel left out. Mm. So what we did is we got up even earlier than we normally would, and we opened up our presents to one another and just, like, hung out, chatted, um, things like that. And then his brother came down. We had breakfast, and Mm. we enjoyed that. But then um, JC and I went and looked at the lights that night and went to Mm. 7-Eleven, got hot chocolate. He bought me snacks. So, you know, always good. Always good. Nice. So you did did you do more of your traditions or his? Um, we're honestly trying to blend them. Okay. I didn't grow up with a lot of Christmas traditions. And I think he had a lot, like so many, that he's like, these are my favorite ones. So we tried to do um, making tamales. Oh. Yeah, because that's something that his family would always do. Like Christmas tamales, do you like, is it yeah. like dyed red and green? No. <laughs> just just regular just tamales. Saying, but there's a gift inside, right? <laughs> you get red and green chili. Yeah, right? but oh, so there um, there's the black olive inside, right? He hates black olives, oh, so no. no. <laughs> so that's, the present wasn't there. Yes, but we tried to do that. His family was like 20 people. So mm-hmm. making tamales was a smooth process. We had a friend come over to teach us. It was the three of us. By like hour four, I said, I'm done. <laughs> I don't want to make tamales anymore. You guys can finish it. So we're still trying to figure out how to really blend what traditions we can do. Nice. Just the two of us. So, Sterling, what about for you? You guys have been married how long? Uh, we've been married for four years okay. now. So um, we've yeah, gotten first into, Christmas. Yeah, a little bit of a swing of things. The first Christmas was very interesting because uh, it was trying to blend different traditions. Yeah. Um, she grew up, my wife grew up in a Catholic household. So they had some very different ideas about the timing of things. They were more Christmas Eve people, uh, open up some presents and do a big dinner before Christmas Eve mass uh, or midnight mass. Mm. Uh, it kind of crosses over yeah. into Christmas morning. Uh, and so I was trying to make sure we we did a good balance of Let's honor where we came from and not step on any toes specifically while creating our own new traditions that are going to be what we want to do, what we think is meaningful and valuable uh, to celebrate Christ during Christmas. Uh, So it ended up, um, we've settled into the pattern of like, we're going to go with her family to mass every other year or so. uh, And then 
on Christmas morning, we're going to have that to ourselves. And then later in the day, we can have other family yeah. over and uh, have uh, whoever is, is welcome. My extended family, her extended family, everyone is always welcome. Um, but we always uh, try to make sure that we have some time to g- allocate to each party so that everyone mm-hmm. uh, feels honored yeah. in some mm-hmm. way, including I, ourselves. I love Aaron how just we're hearing so much of that blending of, mm-hmm. of all of these traditions together. What's one of your favorite traditions now that we do? Well, you growing up always did fondue on Christmas Eve. And we all kind, or my family, we did kind of a, um, just a spread of various foods and appetizers. And we have kind of combined that maybe even without knowing it. Because now we do, it's an indoor raclette grill. And so you throw your meat on the grill, and then we have all the sides, and it's just super fun. I love doing that because you can sit and chat, and usually we have conversation starters for everybody to answer and to participate. Garrison, our son, and I go and get some yeah exotic meats, and Mm -hmm. we try to we try to have fun. In over the last couple. Christmases, I've I've I tried to shake things up a little bit because remember we've been married thirty one years, so um, I've been doing a Christmas themed escape room that mm. that that the kids have to solve mm. in order to you know get out of the room or into the room with with presents. You know, and it sounds like a great idea, <laughs> except <amazing>. last <laughs> year so it was poorly. really 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 hard. <laughs> And, and all the couples, it. all the, our kids and their spouses were getting in fights. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, way to oh, go. Man. Was that yeah. your intent? Yeah. Yeah. And so they, they're not talking. They're mad. Yeah. and solve it. So I just gave them the answer. And we went in and unwrapped presents. And <laughs> apparently I'm not allowed to, to do that anymore. But what about you guys? I'll open this up to the group. What are some different traditions that you guys have put into place? Uh, well, for me, it was... I really thought a lot about, I am married now, uh, I have a family, like, what does that mean? What what role am I supposed to occupy? Mm. And so I started thinking a lot about what my dad did for us on Christmas mm. and trying to replicate at least the intentions and the feelings of, of what that meant. Okay. Mm. So, like, my dad would always read Luke 2. Uh, before we opened any presents, we had to listen to the Bible first. Yeah, uh, and that. so yeah. I, I've started enforcing that in my household. Um, it's no one complains or anything. We don't have uh, kids who are old enough to complain yet, but that'll come at some point, I'm sure. Yeah, um, and then try a biblical escape room then, <laughs> yeah, based on Luke. Crazy, yeah. and see if you can find room at the end before you open presents. Uh, see so, if you can find escape room at the end. Yeah. Um, just trying to to learn how to kind of arbiter arbitrate Christmas as a father and a husband and like Mm. occupy a healthy role um, Mm. to facilitate good things for the rest of my Mm. family. Well, speaking of Christmas escape rooms, JC and I's first like Christmas dating, my old boss had done a scavenger hunt for us and it was so hard, (laughs) but it was so great because we actually came together. We were talking the whole time. (laughs) And afterwards. No conflict. Yes. But um, one of our favorite traditions that we do now is every year, whenever we travel or go somewhere special, we get a wooden ornament and usually it'll have the year on it. And so this will be our third year. So we've gotten our third ornament. Mm. Um, But it's been- this one is from Vancouver, British Columbia. Oh, nice. Yeah. 
we did a sea to sky gondola and so we got an ornament that like has the beautiful background of that Ah. last year it was from the heart of christmas um the musical at karis college and the year before was from dollywood from our honeymoon so very fun it's been really cool to get to do that idea i love that So, our next question, what is your favorite Christmas memory you have with your spouse? So, what stands out to each of you guys um, when you think about your favorite Christmas memory? So, one of my favorite um, memories is our first Christmas when we did um, Christmas cookies. We Mm. baked them together, and then we decorated them. Mm. It was terrible. Like, <laughs> I like was the just taste I, or the look? No, the or, look. Okay. They tasted great, but there yeah. were very questionable looking <laughs> cookies. One of them, my husband just looked at and said, this is a prisoner. I don't know how we got there, but that's where we're at. <laughs> that's what it and is. And so he went with prisoner. it. Prisoner, wow. Yeah, he had like black and white stripes. And okay. he goes, I didn't mean to do that, but yeah. here we are. Um, and I just think like Christmas crafts are always so fun yeah. because you can just see how like you get so many laughs at how terrible they end up looking. Mm. And mm. it's just always a good memory. Well, and mm. I tell you, I've got to brag on my wife. She goes in, you seem every year to do the gingerbread house competition or someone will have that kind of a party. Yeah. She does the most elaborate, legit, amazing gingerbread houses. She'll bring it home and I'll just stare at it for like 10 minutes just going, what? Like, how did you know to put crown molding on the inside or what? Like, it's stuff like that. It's incredible. I walked in the first year I did it, and all the kids were home. And I said, look what I made. And they went, you didn't make that. And right. I'm like, it yeah, I did. unbelievable. And then Sammy the dog ate it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. He was up on the counter, and he jumped up there and got it. Let's it just say he got a little sick yeah, around the house. Yeah, it didn't look so great after sure. that. After sure. eating all that. Yeah. So, Megan, what about for you? I think one of the first memories that comes to mind was before we were married, but right before we got married, um, he came to my parents' house for Christmas, and it was, I believe, the first Christmas he had spent with my family. So one thing that we often do, me and my younger brother specifically, are big board gamers, so we always end up getting, you know, a couple big board games. And the afternoon of Christmas is spent reading the very thick instructions, laying it all out on our big game table. (laughs) So it was really fun to bring Alex in on that. And we played this big game. It was huge, massive, took a few hours to read the instructions and then more to play. But he got to see like that element of my family to its truest core, Mm -hmm. even to the degree of one of my like my father getting re- pretty frustrated at my brother and <laughs> being like stop acting like I'm stupid but he was just chill it he just ch- was chill he was like this is fine this is family and then he kicked all of our butts and won Aww. this massive board game that by the end people were a little tense but he was just like yeah I won so that's just a funny memory because it has a funny element of like yeah he kind of saw my family at their competitive selves but he also was such a good sport about it and we just had a really good time so mm. i love it so our last question is um what does gift giving look like for you and your spouse because i know every couple does this different and every family does this different how about for you sandra do you want to start yeah um we usually just do ours on christmas we don't do big things on Christmas Eve, but um, we always 
try to give one another some kind of experience because that's what you're going to remember more than whatever trinket or whatever the other person gets you that you put into a room on display for a couple years and then it goes in a box or gets thrown away. (laughs) Goes to Goodwill. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Regifted in a white elephant gift. Yes. Yes. So um, our first Christmas, JC actually gifted me a massage and that was so cool. My very first massage experience, like I'll never forget that. Um, But we do that for all holidays is it's always some kind of experience. So I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to gift him this year as an experience. So Uh, for Alex and I, gift giving is pretty standard. I don't think we've really done anything that's distinctive enough at this point. I know early in our relationship, Christmas aside, we were pretty big on gift giving and Alex is a very good gift giver. He's a very like creative sentimental gift giver so he will often like he's written me a song and like recorded it and shown it to me and like he so he does that but I think I ran out of all my good gift ideas the first like year or two right (laughs) I was like I can't I've done everything that I can fathom and so now just give him a Santa tie that's fine it's unfortunate the timing of it because now our first year of marriage I'm like this should be the the sweet year right and I'm like I have I I don't know what else I don't know what else to do because I'm not creative in the same way he is I'm not like a very tactile creative person so it's challenging for me and I think really satisfying to him so but other than that it's pretty standard we just give it to give them to each other Christmas or Christmas Eve I don't we've only had one Christmas together yeah. so it's 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 hard to say if we have a yeah set in stone pattern so we'll see but, yeah. we'll see what yeah. happens yeah we'll bring you back in get the updates on when what yes Great. see how creative you got well unfortunately when you talk about gift giving at Christmas I always have to self-centeredly step in and mar the conversation because my birthday is December 23rd. So that's created a lot of... You just ruined this entire episode. So thanks a lot. Um, Sydney has been so gracious and wonderful in trying to clearly demarcate between my birthday and Christmas so that I don't feel overlooked as I often did as a a child. Um, She's... She's taken on all, all of my insecurities and baggage <laughs> and abandonment and whatever. Uh, Feeling invisible. Yes, yeah. unimportant. So uh, she is very, very good about making sure that she does not say, oh, this is for your birthday and Christmas. We just combined oh. and got you a bigger gift. Oh. Um, she's good about making sure I the the dollar amount isn't noticeably split up so that I have half of everyone else's Christmas gifts and about half of what she would have got That's right. in her birthday middle child, in July. That would be so unfair to me. So, yeah. yeah. Um, so she's, she's done a lot of, of good thinking to, to make sure that I feel special every year um, in, nice. in, at Christmas as well as my birthday. Um, and then I just have to make sure that I remember to buy presents. Uh, it's so, <laughs> I am a gift giver. I love giving Only there presents. were a lot of signs or yeah. Yeah. <laughs> reminders that it's Christmas time. Yeah, well, it's like I have to remember every single person. I, I got uncle. I got friend. I got co Oh, yeah, wife as well. I pre- <laughs> That's right. That's good. Wife. Yeah. Um, I have – I've gotten – good at remembering <laughs> my wife it's good um <laughs> it's so it, as, as long as we all remember to give gifts i think it, it works out every year
Well, Aaron, I just love hearing their stories, and it just reminds me of the power of reminiscing, Mm -hmm. especially in marriage when we go back and retell stories and things that have happened to us Mm -hmm. because there's a power in doing that. And I know we we regularly kind of – tell each other and remind each other some of these stories from, we, from our past, especially yeah. around Christmas. Well, and we we actually, like, make a living by telling stories, really. <laughs> but really what we're doing is reminiscing, which is powerful, definitely powerful. But I know what story you're talking about that you just kind of brought up. Was, and I've been trying to get her to tell this story finally because it happened over Christmas. Well, and it was one of my most year. embarrassing moments, so thank <laughs> you for bringing this one up. One of my favorite stories. Mm-hmm. It's well to to make a very long story shorter. Um, we were having a staff Christmas party where we were working um, years ago, and so we were in a hurry. We were running to this party, and we were doing the white elephant gift exchange game. And so I had to wrap the the gifts. And when I ran into our bedroom, I realized that I needed to grab some feminine hygiene products out of the bathroom. So I ran in, grabbed those, ran out. I had the gift in one hand, the products in the other, ran into the kitchen, and I forgot that this new guy on our staff An intern, yeah. yeah, was standing in our, our kitchen. So I was like, oh, this is awkward. I have these products in one hand. So I stuffed them in one of the gift bags <laughs> and to, figured so I would— So you wouldn't see it. You could take yeah. it out later. Well, yeah. and I figured I'd take it out in the car when we got in the car. Uh-huh. Well, fast forward about two hours. We are sitting in a big circle. Well, remember even our young daughter. Oh, yeah. Went, ah. Yeah, Murphy at age yeah. 13 was like, mm, Mom, I wouldn't do that. I'm like, mm, it's fine. I'll get it out in the car. Two hours later, playing the white elephant gift exchange game. And we got all our numbers and we're all excited because we're exchanging gifts. And the young male intern got mine got my gift. And I was super excited. So I identified it as mine. And he's pulling through all the tissue paper. And all of a sudden, this thing flies out of the bag, (laughs) swirls around, and then lands smack dab in the middle of the circle. And I literally couldn't even imagine what it was. And then I looked to my terror. It was the feminine hygiene products (laughs) in front of everyone. And Greg was very sweet because he owned it. Um, was like, oh, I'm so funny. Ha, ha, ha. Here's this 22-year-old single boy um, staring at this thing and literally going horrified, absolutely horrified. The funniest thing of it all, though, was we moved shortly after that, and here we were at Focus, and I get a text. And it's a picture um, from all the girls on staff where we were previously at, and they had recreated that, basically. They took a Christmas tree, and they decorated it only with those products (laughs) and sent it to me, and they said, Aaron, things just aren't the same without you here. (laughs) So white elephant gift exchanges are very triggering. Yeah, be very careful what you put in your bag. <laughs> but this is a good example of just even hearing you re- retell that story. Man, I, it's like I'm back there laughing, remembering that. There's mm-hmm. just a way that really sharing those those positive memories. Was know, that a positive one? It, it was for me because, <laughs> yeah, I thought that, again, this is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Just that oh, thing I'm sure. twirling around yeah. the air, landing, and everybody going like, hey, what else did she bring? Ooh. Oh, yeah. yes. Well, there, there's a way that that retelling those stories to each other, it, it strengthens our emotional bond because it, it it reminds us of our resiliency 
you know, within the marriage, it's it's almost like hearing that story, it makes me go, yeah, you know what? Actually, we're pretty good together. Well, really? It I'm, just does. I'm pretty resilient is what I'll say. <laughs> That's what it reminds me of. Um, you know, it can, it can also um, just be an indication of learning and growth and yeah. how far we've come because now I double check my bag <laughs> to make sure that I'm not doing anything like that. But also recognizing the growth and the learning that's happened within the relationship. And, and sometimes even it can rekindle romance because, you know, it can remind you of the love that brought you together in the first place. And, you know, just reminiscing these sweet memories, these funny memories, these horrifying memories, you know, maybe you're laughing together, maybe you're smiling together, you're just remembering what happened. And that definitely can open hearts and rekindle romance. Yeah. So as you guys are sitting around for your meals together, um, you have the family, have the kids, you know, share their their most favorite, you know, Christmas memory mm-hmm. or tradition, or yeah. you guys do that together as a couple. And just just watch what that does and mm-hmm. how that that really can strengthen the relationship. And like mm-hmm. you said, Aaron, there, there's such a power in reminiscing. Well, if you want to hear even more encouraging Christmas stories throughout the day, you know, check out our Christmas Stories podcast. All the episodes of this new season are available now. Mm-hmm. Yes, all the details will be in the show notes. Well, now we're going to do one of our favorite segments, Christmas Conversation Starters. Not that we always do Christmas, but today, because it is Christmas, we are so excited to do Christmas Conversation Starters. So, Greg, I'm going to throw the first question out. What is one of your favorite memories of Christmas from childhood? Hmm. Yeah, I loved it that my younger brother, Michael, and I just we, – we'd get so excited to, you know, open all of our gifts Christmas mm-hmm. morning. We didn't really do gifts Christmas Eve. We'd wait and do them Christmas morning. And he and I would be so excited that we really wouldn't sleep and we would – we shared a bedroom. So we just got into this kind of habit. Maybe it became a tradition mm-hmm. that that um, our parents allowed us to rent a bunch of movies, hmm. and then he and I would just all night. We just would stay up watching movies. We weren't allowed out because we would love to go and peek mm-hmm. at what was under the tree. And so my parents said, "Listen, we'll let you watch the movies as long as you stay inside your room." And so we would have snacks and we would watch all these movies, and it just became this really cool tradition for my hmm. brother and I. As a matter of hmm. fact, I need, I should, why didn't I do that last night? should have invited him over. Hmm. He and I could have stayed up all night. Oh, you should have. I know. I don't, I don't know. Seeing oh, well. you had to come to work Christmas today. Christmas is ruined now for me. Yeah. Just kidding. Now, yeah. what about you? What's a I great remember memory? there was one year that I um, wanted a teddy bear, a big teddy bear. A teddy bear. I don't know why, huh. but that's what I wanted. And we would celebrate on Christmas Eve. So yeah. we would go to church and then we would come home and Santa would have miraculously come. It's so how, I can, it's how he does it. I can remember walking in front door, walk in and sitting right there was the biggest gray teddy bear with a big pink bow. And I started weeping. You did. 
weeping. <laughs> and come to find out my mom had sewn it. She made it. The entire bear? The entire what? bear. Yes. She was – you knew my mom. Why didn't she just She's go to just, build a bear? Yeah. No, that wasn't around oh. back then. But she was t- so talented. Anything that, that we true. ever wanted, she would figure out how to make it. Oh, that's so cool. And so, yep, I had that it teddy bear. It didn't look like a bear that Picasso would have put together all weird shaped. No, it was and beautiful. Big old bulging eyes. And, and guess what his name was? Um, Larry. No, oh. Teddy. Teddy. <laughs> Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> Teddy. Teddy. Yeah, no, I was real creative. Teddy, Teddy bear. Wow. Teddy the bear. Yeah, that's why you married a guy named Greg. How boring. Teddy, Greg. <laughs> I see the theme here. That's a great memory. So, Erin, what's the best Christmas present that you've ever given someone? So, I know that you're not probably going to agree with this. <laughs> Because <laughs> it was actually something I gave you oh, last Christmas. Last Christmas. I was so excited because you had said, wouldn't it be cool if I could find a lamp made oh. out of an, <laughs> an antique vase? And no, an I was like, trophy. Yeah, an antique trophy because yeah. you love antique sporting goods. So <laughs> I was shopping one day and I came across this big trophy antique trophy lamp and bought it. I was so excited and wrapped it up and gave it to you. Yeah. Thought it was the coolest thing ever. Well, and and the funny part was that it wasn't just one, you know, because you, you, I think you found at some other point, another one. Yes. And you were like, well, wait, maybe he would like this better. So I ended up getting two two old, you know, trophies from like the 1908, yes. that kind of thing. Well, really one was cool small trophies. and one was right. big and the big one was right. the cool one. It just was, it, it cracked me because I'm, all I could see when I opened it was that I was getting not one, but two lamps. Yes. And so it, 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 it took me by surprise. But once I figured out what they were, <laughs> I thought that was really cool. And what I appreciated is that Yes. So I, I have a collection of old football and mm-hmm. basketball antiques pre-1930, and I just love that. And so the fact that you that you found it, noticed yeah, it, bought it, look. not yeah. just one, but two. Yeah. yeah. So, How about you? Well, I was thinking about, you know, our, our son Garrison's a huge University of Oklahoma fan because that, that's where I went. And, and, and so I remember one year I found – his favorite player, Baker Mayfield, so he's a quarterback for the University of Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. And so I, I found there's a scene of him planting the Oklahoma flag. I won't even say the other team's name. It could be painful for a lot of people, but him kind of planting this flag at, uh, at center field after after we won. Huge upset. It's just it was it was such an iconic scene. Well I found that scene with his signature on it. Ooh. And so I remember having wrapped that up, Garrison opened it and was just just beyond words, thrilled, mm. running around. And that still kind of hangs on his wall in this cool place of honor. He loved that. So that was a fun one to find because cool. I knew that 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 he would love that. And I think kind of what you're saying Kind of is the theme is mm-hmm. notice the interests mm-hmm. and then and then jump in and, and find something mm-hmm. around those interests. That's what you did with me with the trophy lamps. <laughs> Sometimes it won't go as planned, <laughs> exactly. But... In Garrison with with his yeah. his OU picture. Mm-hmm. So this next one is a good one because our family really values this. What food, Greg, do you look forward to most on Christmas? Can, can I give multiple because I love food? I know. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a, that's a hard one. You always make coffee cake. Do I really? Yeah. 
for Christmas morning, so I love that. That is true, yes. But then we always do a, a, a Christmas Eve indoor grill to where uh, Garrison and I or really anyone else who wants to go with us, we go to the butcher, we find just all this really cool exotic meats and Mm -hmm. sausages and just whatever. And we just have such a fun meal, Mm -hmm. you know, grilling that. It's great conversation. Well, we use a raclette, so it's an indoor grill. Yeah, it's just, it just, it's. I, I love it. I look forward mm-hmm. to that every year. Me too. So, what about for you? Beyond yes. the coffee cake and the indoor raclette grill, what do you like? I, I look forward to that. Um, but growing up, my mom would always do just like a like a spread of appetizers and snacks on Christmas Eve, yeah. and so I kind of continue that tradition um like uh like a massive charcuterie board now almost charcuterie and then you know shrimp cocktail but my mom and you're gonna laugh when i say (laughs) this would always make pate liver pate liver pate (laughs) it was the best like that sounded disgusting and it still sounds disgusting but it's so So good good. and i you know i haven't made that lately Mm -hmm. i should make that because my dad will be with us this christmas well and i have high cholesterol so yeah maybe perfect. out of love you're not making that yeah <laughs> so maybe these are questions that you can ask your spouse and i know we always have so much fun doing these especially around christmas yeah enjoy that enjoy those conversations mm-hmm. Well, now we're going to move on to our weekly Q&A, and this is the part of the show where we answer your burning questions about marriage. Please send us your questions. You can click the link in the show notes or go to crazylittlethingcalledmarriage.com and click the button on the side of our show page to leave us a voicemail. And if your question gets answered on the show, we're going to send you a copy of our book, Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage, 12 Secrets to a Lifelong Romance, for free as our way of saying thank you for listening and reaching out to us. Well, today's question comes from India. So let's listen to the voicemail that she sent in. How can you set strong boundaries with in-laws while also remaining hospitable, generous, and kind? Well, thank you, India, for your question. And man, this is, this is, Tricky, right? Because this is our extended family, in-laws. I mean, that's one of the top conflicts in marriage. We know this is a difficult issue, Mm -hmm. and we appreciate just looking for that wisdom. And, you know, I would say the thing that Aaron and I have learned is the importance of first and foremost. So before you make any decisions, as you try to figure this out, that first and foremost, make this a matter of prayer. And really invite God into that process because it's so important that Aaron and I come together first Mm -hmm. as we talk about this. And and that's hard because now we're talking about someone's family Mm -hmm. and all those family loyalties rear their ugly head. Mm -hmm. It's just this is never an easy conversation. And so I I would encourage you, India, as as you guys sit down to talk about this, just remind each other, hey, it, it, you and I, we're on the same team. You're my top priority. You know, it, express those kinds of we're here together. And, man, we want to honor God within this. So let, let's sit down and begin to talk about what what, what, what are some reasons mm-hmm. that, that a boundary or boundaries, maybe it's plural, why, why is that important? And, and just begin that conversation with our spouse. Uh-huh, because it's important to set the boundaries 
um, with clear expectations because it can get confusing if you're not clear about what your boundary is and about what you two are needing um, for a, a successful holiday season. Yeah. Um, it it can get confusing. Well, let's but give an example. Like is, we've dealt with this. So what what's how has this played out for well, us? Well, you think about um, timelines because we have to communicate clearly where we're going to be. Um, on the holiday. Yeah. So you may be even sitting there right now thinking, yeah, that was an issue this year. Yeah. And you we know, just went through this. Yeah. It's important, though, for the biological child. So whichever one of you is biologically related or that is your family of origin, you should be the one to communicate with your family yeah. about where the boundaries are and what the expectations are going to be. Yeah. Because I, I know for us, as we've gone around family, there's been times that we've had to to really think through um, that was too much time to, mm-hmm. you know, maybe staying there that many days. Just, yeah, it, well, it was you too know, stressful. And... Th- after three days, company and fish smell. <laughs> that's, that's a good timeline, as you were describing. Yeah, three days. That's the max. But so you even think about it. I mean, it's Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Now that you guys are, are aware, maybe there's some issues that have cropped up that you want to note and say, okay, for next time, next time we're all together as a family, let's be aware of these things. But the, mm-hmm. the, the key is that for me to come to you and say, hey, there's an issue that, that we need to figure out. But remember, you're my top priority. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm your top priority. Like it's we're a team. Mm-hmm. We're married. We're on the same team. So let's figure this out in a way that feels good to both of us. Mm-hmm. And I think that's such an important part because family of origin mm-hmm. stuff, talking about that. Stirs it all just kinds does. of things I mean, even, up. I mean, mm-hmm. to this day, we've been married 31 years and mm-hmm. we get talking about family stuff and it's just, it's easy to get triggered. Mm-hmm. But I like it that when we remind each other, we're on the same team, mm-hmm. let's figure this out together. And to your point, so if it's my family, I need to mm-hmm. be the one to ultimately go, hey, um, you know, for, for next year, Aaron and I are going to stay in a, a hotel. It's just we just mm-hmm. felt that it was easier with the kids and all that. So we're just going to do that. Whoa, what does that mean? You don't love us. And what is the Aaron not like? No, I mean, this is we've, we've Aaron and I talked about it. And this is this is my choice because, again, well, this is my family. Yeah. And it's often helpful to explain why. So even if you don't want to get into the extreme wise, but you know what? Hey, we just want to stay in a hotel because it's more comfortable for us or, you know, all of the kids and, you know, this and that. So it's just it's giving it's bringing them into what is happening. So they're not left guessing. But, you know, just being kind is important. And, you know, letting them matter too, letting the family members matter too. But it's it's remembering that you are responsible to reinforce your own boundaries. It's not that we can control how somebody respects or honors them. It's our job to set the boundary and to make sure that it's respected. And if it's not, then, you know, we really get to decide how we're going to reinforce that boundary. And that's why, India, what we're trying to say is that it would be unfair to to set you up to have to deliver a boundary with his family Mm -hmm. and try to be generous, try to be kind, try to be hospitable. What we're saying is that it's his family. He, you guys need to agree on what the boundary is Mm -hmm. and then he needs to deliver that. Yes. And I also wonder India with you asking this question, has this been an issue in the past and are there pain points that need to be revisited from the past that, Hey, last year when we experienced this, it didn't go well. And maybe 
you know, something happened that hurt you. So I'd encourage you guys to revisit, you know, is there something that's hurting um, for you, hurting in your heart that happened? And, you know, really to just approach it from the place of, I want to repair this with yeah. you so we can enter into this holiday season. And obviously you're in it now, so hopefully you heard this before and you were able to make a great decision together about how to spend the holidays. Well, thanks to India for your question and look out for your copy of Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. And if you're listening today and have any questions for us, contact us. And remember, you can contact us and remain anonymous. So click the link in the show notes to leave us a voicemail. Thank you for joining us for Crazy Little Thing Called Marriage. Merry Christmas. We hope that you have enjoyed this episode on Christmas Day and that it gave you some encouragement as we celebrate the birth of our Savior. Yeah, be sure to like, listen, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And be sure to share this episode with your friends. We want you to have a seat at the table every week as we help equip you and your spouse to have a lifelong and satisfying marriage. We also want to see you growing spiritually, both as individuals and as a couple, so that you can turn around and invest in another couple to help them build a thriving marriage. Merry Christmas. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk with you again next week about this crazy little thing called marriage. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.